Let me take a moment and talk about Riverside.fm. It allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video. When you need to record audio and video, Riverside.fm can do it. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars, to any video content, Riverside.fm. I've got a promo code for you where you'll receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. I'll give it to you twice. The promo code is SHIPIT. All one word, SHIPIT, and you'll pick up a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. Riverside.fm. What's up, shipheads? It's draft day. We are back for another draft coming your way. We got Bull here and we got Des here. How you doing, buddy? Man, I am excited. I, I feel like I say I'm excited for every single cast. This because I really am, but uh, I'm extra excited for this one. You know, we've got some great fantasy draft battle royale head to head battles, and uh, we've had a, f- a few epic ones so far. You know, maybe someday, uh, you know, you'll you'll get a chance to win one of them and feel what it's like to, you know, smell the victory. But uh, this one here, I don't think you stand a chance. So uh, that's why I'm extra excited today. I, I've got very little hope for you winning this one. And that gets me excited. You keep saying excited. I'm just waiting for you to throw up the signs, the big X. That's because we have X-Men territory coming your way. We have the X-Men Animated series is going to be our draft pool for today. I I feel like you're having an uphill battle on this one. I'll be honest. This is right in my wheelhouse growing up. Obviously, there's a lot of different variations and versions of the X-Men. You have all the lines of the comic books. You have the movies, even multiple timelines within a movie. Now we're in the MCU and you have multiple versions of the single character that are all basically canon. We're going to streamline it, simplify it down to just the animated version of these characters. I grew up watching this, Des, I'll be honest. I was sitting in front of my TV, Fox Kids, every single day after school, Saturday mornings, whenever it was airing, I was tuning in for it. So I feel like I'm pretty <laughs> pretty well-versed in these, uh, and you're going to have a trouble taking down this one. Yeah, you know, I mean, the, like, like you said, there's definitely a lot of variations, a lot of factors to, to, to put into these things. And uh, when we're talking strictly the animated series, there's, there's a lot of, uh, of, of things to process, a lot of, a lot of moving pieces, a lot of ins, a lot of outs, you know. So, you know, I, I think that uh, you're going to have your hands full with this one here. So you're going to want to make sure that you've got a backup list of people because uh, I'm going to be snagging those clutch key characters for the squad over here. I've got my squad t-shirt on you know if you're watching you know on on the youtube channel you're gonna see i got the squad the golden girl squad t-shirt on i'm in a new space where i we just we just moved in well i mean i'm apparently in the uh the basement from saw but uh it's a work in progress here that for the for the studio but doesn't mean uh we're not focused here we're, we're focused and we're ready to go i believe i think you're gonna have the first pick in this one i, I think right i'm deferring to you for the first pick Yeah, we've been alternating these. uh, So I'm up next one for this one. I think when you look at the roster, what you're looking for, this is a battle royale. We're pitting our teams against each other. So we're going to have seven fighter spots, essentially. I think when you're talking about the squad, the team dynamic, those are all things that are going to be key in this. So who has the best depth top to bottom? 
what are the key positions you're looking for, the key power types that are going to not only work within your team, but give you the advantage in battle. And even I was sort of stacking up some weaknesses for some vulnerabilities, some strengths side by side across these teams. So look at the top tier here. There's some big names. Everyone looks at the X-Men. You could all have different favorites that you cling to, either as the most powerful, just likable characters. So there's some big names that are going to go out here on front. I'm pretty pumped to have the first round pick here. You know, first first round pick, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's like, it's like a catch-22. You know, you you... You're not quite sure. You got to make sure you're, you're really getting the top tier talent on that with that first pick because of it being head to head and like a snake style draft. The second pick really kind of has an advantage because you're taking the first pick of the second round. Uh, so you're getting back to back picks there. So, you know, you might have the chance to get the best pick, but you're also have an opportunity to blow it real easy, too. So you don't want to, you know, you don't want to reach. You don't want to grab somebody that maybe you could have gotten later round. And you also want to make sure that uh, you're not letting the next person take, you know, take pick two uh, and stacking their team really early. You know, maybe letting them get the what should have been an overall first pick to themselves. So you got to be real careful here with this first pick. I'm, uh, I don't enjoy first pick in these head to head battles. Yeah, I think any any given draft, it's going to be an advantage or a disadvantage. I think what I'm expecting the first few picks to line up to. I think I'm fine having that first round pick. Get this one guy out of the way and we can go from there. So I have the first round pick here. I'm going to open up. When I look at the first few guys here, I think there's some obvious answers for who you want to peg down. I think with each of those, there's things to consider and almost opposing picks out there that could easily stack up against them or ultimately offer a risk for whatever advantage they're bringing. Is there a disadvantage that the other team could answer with? So in my heart, I feel like there's one guy that I'd naturally go to. I'm going to go a little bit different direction, getting some offense here out of the gate to basically go against your team proactively, because I think I know how some things are going to fall out here. So I'm going to take down Magneto. He's one of the most powerful mutants out there. Most powerful villains. You could say anti-heroes. You could say heroes. He, can, he fits a lot of different uh, avenues for how fans perceive him, but obviously very, very strong, very powerful, can control any sort of metal, metallic material. And no matter where we are battling, there's probably going to be something that he can wield and use. And we've seen this in the comic books. We've seen this in the show. We've seen this in the movies that put him in a glass box. He's going to find a way to get some metal in there. Maybe you got a little bit too much iron in your blood. You know, maybe there's iron in the earth that he can pull from, like all these different things. He's going to find just needs a little piece and then he's deadly. So I'm going to lock down Magneto. I really like him having kind of the, the core base of my team being one of the strongest mutants out there. And I like that there's not a lot of disadvantages against him that you've seen different attempts against it, but he ultimately overcomes or finds a way around it no matter what what's thrown against him. So I'm locking him down number one overall. Uh, you know, uh, that's a pretty solid pick. I, I I figured he'd probably go in the top two or three at least. So one overall, I I, I think that uh, I don't think you stretched on that one too much. I, I think I think Stretch. that's uh, I, I think it's I think it's solid. I think it's a solid pick. I don't want to I don't want to praise your team too hard because uh, you know I got two picks in a row here now. So you know uh, the one the the one that I thought that you were going to go with the one overall, which could arguably be one overall, and and I'm sure on many people's draft boards here in in this kind of situation i'm gonna i'm just gonna come out and say it i want to go with uh, you know logan wolverine i mean you got he's not exactly you know a great 
uh, adversary for Magneto, being that his body is entirely full of metal that uh, Magneto can control. So right away, very a very uh, a small. I'll give a small point to your team, given the fact that uh, you know Magneto can. Uh, control Wolverine when if, if they get if they get locked into a head-to-head battle but overall you know you've got Wolverine's got powers to heal he's got the adamantium claws there's just the overall crazy strong metallic body in, inside there so he can he can do a lot with those things he's he's kind of like I wouldn't say he's a leader in a in a, in a sense but he, he is but like he, he's not trying he never tries to be he doesn't want to be but but people naturally are drawn to Wolverine as, as a leader because you know he's courageous and brave he, he'll run right into battle he'll be the first one to charge in so you know who doesn't want to follow a leader that uh, leads from the front so he's gonna be a good person to lead my team to victory so see this is what I knew that Wolverine is a fan favorite if I was making my personal favorite character list he'd be up there you know he'd be one or two and I knew he was going to go in these first few spots here. So that's why I had to lock down Magneto. He yields all the things you're saying about his ability to heal and how ferocious he is in battle and how powerful he is a mutant. But that's where I proactively took out your ace in the hole there, your, your <laughs> most powerful pick. And just a small percentage of Magneto's brain power. Just say, okay, you go stay up there. I'm going to focus on you guys. That's all he needs. And then your guys out of the picture. Or you can just open up his hand and Wolverine stretches out, flies. And yeah, he can heal, but I can just keep you. I can keep you out of the battle pretty much the entire time. Yeah, I mean, uh, we could also argue that maybe maybe we're talking when this battle takes place could be the timeline before the adamantium, uh, you know, comes in there. Maybe he's just still much, much less of a threat. He's just bone, bone uh, Wolverine. Ooh, I mean, he's <laughs> long fingernails. He's still, <laughs> he's still ferocious. He's still leading the charge, but Magneto not so effective there. So you know, it could go either way there. I don't know. We'll we'll see. So well, uh, you know, well, if we're going animated series timeline, he would have the claws. So yeah. So all right, all right. So that's that's fair enough. That's a solid point. So again, that's that's first round. I mean, I, I think, expected this. I expected this. Uh, I I feel like I I had to go Wolverine because I mean, like if, if I don't take him first two picks, he's gonna fall to you, and that's right. And that and that's that's Magneto and Wolverine together. You, you that's can't just have like, that happen. Yeah, that you can't. That you, I just can't let that happen. That's that's that'd be too powerful. Nothing could stop that that duo there. So uh, I'm gonna go for my for my second pick. Starting off with the round two here, I'm gonna go with possibly arguably one of the most powerful mutants out there. She has got one of quite possibly one of the most powerful psychic abilities. I'm talking about my girl, Jean Grey. She goes well with Wolverine. There's a little bit of a love triangle there between her and Wolverine and uh, Cyclops there. So they're going to mesh well together. You know, Wolverine and and Jean Grey are going to have each other's back. They're going to, they're going to protect each other. I think the fact that Jean Grey could, could step up, maybe knock that helmet right off of Magneto without the helmet on, man, he's, he's pretty vulnerable to the psychic powers. And you know, who's much more powerful of a psychic ability than uh, Jean Grey? There's, uh, there's really probably nobody else out there. You can have her. <laughs> Basket case. <laughs> Good. I'm taking her. She's, she's gone. She's gone. <laughs> You're going to lose her mind on the battlefield and, try to kill everyone around her including wolverine <laughs> i mean she's, uh, she's, she might, she, she might have a little bit of a, of a an anger problem you know maybe a little hard <laughs> to control yes but you know if anyone can keep her keep her in line it might be might be logan obvious power there i think you're just sitting on a nuclear warhead 
that could go <laughs> off at any point. So some risk with their looking at the top two picks. You had the advantage with the back-to-backs there. You got some power. I'll give it to you. But I think I have some, you know, either answers to it or there's some risk you're taking on. So I think how the rest of these roster spots break down could be the determining factor here. I'm liking how I'm coming up with my second pick here after how the first three have shaken down. Naturally, what I expected in terms of power wise, okay. some of the bigger names. But I like Wolverine where he's just going to do whatever he needs to to get the job done. I like that. I feel like when you get with some of these X-Men, a little bit too straight, straight and uh, narrow there. A little bit too yeah. by the book. Sometimes you got to play a little bit dirty in a battle royale, battle to the death, you know, who's going to get the job done. So I'm going to keep this villain run going for a little bit here. I'm going to go. I got Magneto, uh, one of the most iconic villains. I'm going to just bring some pure power. We talk about who is the most powerful villain out there, who's the most powerful mutant overall. Let's bring in Apocalypse over here. Oh, he's a big bad. He's going to be featured in the shows and the movies, all that. Maybe not the best adaptation on the movie side with uh, <laughs> yeah. Ivan Ooze, Oscar Isaac, but <laughs> still a huge foe in the animated series. And you look at his power, he's basically immortal. He's basically invulnerable to any attack. He's super strong. He has telekinesis powers. He has all these different things. You run down all the different powers he has where some of these picks will throw out. They may just be able to have one, you know, one little gimmick that they do. Apocalypse is checking all, all these sorts of boxes for what he can throw at you. So I think it's going to be really hard to defend against. I think that it's going to take a few people on your team to even do some damage on him. So I like just kind of cornering the field there. So I'll lock down Apocalypse for my I, uh, second pick. Close out the I, second I'm, round I'm, here. I'm liking the, the the villain theme here. You know, that's that's you know, not a lot of people would 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 stack their you know their X Men squad with X Men villains to to start the round. I mean, that's that's classic bull right there. I mean, I think that uh, I, I, I think it's just uh, right in line with the character here. I mean, it's just it's I, I wouldn't I wouldn't expect it any other way. Maybe maybe this is following exactly the way I thought it was gonna go, and you know we'll, we'll see. I mean, that's gonna close out round two. That gives you a chance to open up round three. You're gonna you're gonna have the the one man or woman or creature advantage here um, for just a moment. How can you really argue against the the two headed snake combination of Magneto and Apocalypse? That's a pretty tough that's a pretty tough squad to battle against. I think Wolverine and Jean Grey are a pretty good hero battle for that, but uh, we'll see. This is this is gonna shake out quite nicely, I think. Everyone loves a good heel turn. <laughs> that's why this everyone loves the movie Suicide Squad, <laughs> right? That's right. <laughs> it's, it's a good, it's a classic. <laughs> We're the bad guys. <laughs> All right, so you got some pretty distinct power, some pretty unique offerings. Jean Grey, maybe there's some other people that can kind of match what some of the things that she's offering. But Logan's pretty unique. I'm th- you're not going to see another mutant out there that can have the healing abilities that he has to. No matter what you're throwing at him, stay relevant throughout the battle. So I'm going to pick up a piece here. I feel like she's pretty unique. I feel like she's someone that, as I mentioned, just kind of more of the offensive approach on you know being proactive, getting ahead of you on a lot of your powers, a lot of things you're throwing at me. I'm going to lock down Rogue here because whether it's oh. Wolverine is hearing healing powers, whether it's Jean Grey and trying to control minds, levitate, even going batshit crazy in the, as a dark phoenix, whatever that would be, I can throw rogue in there drain your person pick up the powers and i immediately have that advantage so she's kind of my utility player where i can uh 
throw her in and target a specific person. And despite that, she can fly and she has super strength, you know, on a certain level. So just from in terms of throwing down, she'll always have that as a baseline. Yeah, she got that very fashionable gray streak in her hair there. Uh, that's I dig it. Yeah, you know, very popular these days. That uh, the whole the whole fake gray color in in the women's hair. So she was ahead of her time, I think, uh, with that streak. So go with the bad guys and Team Sexy. That's where I live. <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything different. So you know, <laughs> I, I I think that's a good choice. My, here's my rebuttal, though. I mean, slap a pair, a pair of gloves on her. She's she's pretty much powerless, though. You got you, you got to. <laughs> She chooses gotta, to do that, though. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, you just you know some gorilla glue and some, and, a, and a and a pair of uh, you know leather driving gloves, and she's what 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 can she really do at that point? She's you kind of uh, thwarted her with uh, something that my grandmother's going to take out with her on the on, on her drive. <laughs> so I'll have to. I I will say I did not research if Gorilla Glue Man was in the expanded library of roster <laughs> characters we could choose from. <laughs> I mean, Jean Grey probably knows if he's out there, she can find him. So if he's out there, she's going to get him. Don't worry. As long as it's part of your seven spots, I'll fear it. Well, that's a pretty tight three. You know, you got two two top tier villains, probably the top two tier villains in the list there. Rogue, solid choice to combat some powers there, some drains of powers. And maybe the maybe the glove store is all out of gloves and uh going to be really effective there. But I'm sticking with you know, a theme here that I like. I, when I'm thinking about Jean Grey, I'm thinking about the powers that she has, real heavy psychic abilities. There's a lot of uh, a lot of advantages there you could you, with those psychic abilities. And, and I think, what's the yin and the yang there of those psychic abilities? And you got to go with Professor X. I'm going to take okay. Professor X for my next, for my next pick here. He's going to compliment Jean Grey very nicely. He knows Magneto very well. They're friends. They, you know, they were friends, you know, long before they were enemies. Chess uh, buddies. He knows how to get into uh, each other's heads. And, uh, you know, get that Jean Grey to get that, that, that helmet off. And uh, Professor X, he's right in there. He's crawling around that brain like a spider monkey. The two of them together. Some real psychic abilities. I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure how you, you fight Apocalypse, but I think if you get into his brain with two voices, that might be tough to combat. What if Magneto puts Gorilla Glue on his helmet? What about that? <laughs> oh, wow. This one, I did, not, I, did not, <laughs> I did not see that one coming. No, you're right. That's, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Using your own tools against you—that's what I'm doing all tough day, one, baby. Tough one there. Well, I've already—I've already came up with the idea that you know uh, Professor X is going to have a plastic wheelchair instead of a, a metal one. So that's that's step number one. He, he, yeah. That should be pretty easy to figure out there. So uh, you know, I, I'm going to keep the ball rolling here. Uh, I get the next pick here. Maybe it's a little bit of a homer pick. Maybe I, maybe I'm just going with uh, some of my favorite X-Men here. I'm going to go with somebody here. Rounds out the love triangle. Why, why, you got Logan. You've got Jean Grey. Why not throw Cyclops in there? Let's have the whole life, love triangle. Instead of f fighting against each other, with it, let's just work together. You know, maybe they Freaking can uh, sharks with laser beams. This, <laughs> put their uh, powers together and, uh, you know, put their differences aside. And, you know, Cyclops, <laughs> his powers are limited. You know, he's got his. But yes, continue. <laughs> But what they can do is pretty pretty powerful. I mean, he can blow holes through walls. I mean, he, he, you saw what he did in the in the movie there, that uh, toad there, right right through the Statue of Liberty, just pshoo, sent that little sucker flying <laughs> right across the pond. So 
Well, uh, you got your leader there. I can respect that. You're going to have some in-team fighting with Logan and Cyclops. It's going to happen, though. Yeah. When push comes to shove, they know they got to work together. They got to they got to get this thing done together. So Cyclops can put his differences aside, step up, get the job done. Yeah, I will say I was trying to fit in where I would rank Professor X. Obviously, he's super powerful, but, you know, a super valuable resource to have. But when you're in a battle royale, you're on the field of battle. You know, it's going to be hard to defend him to do what he needs to do. He needs like pure concentration, especially if you're going to something like Apocalypse or even Magneto. It's a lot of focus to get his helmet off so that you guys can control <laughs> his mind. So I like you putting a lot of effort into small things like that. But despite all that things happening, you're going to need people to try to lock down the foes so that he has the ability to mind control them. And also you need someone defending him. So I think that you're like sacrificing a lot of resources of your team to make that scenario work. So that's where I was kind of hedging him a little bit. I expect him to go pretty, pretty early, but I stayed away from, from him for that reason. And do you, I will say, I do like that you ha- you doubled up on it because that makes it really hard to account for. Where if it was just Professor X, I could go against just Jean Grey. I could try to take her out early, but having both those combinations could ultimately put two of my fighters at bay while they're doing their thing. So it's going to be something I'm going to have to account for throughout the rest of the draft here. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one, I think. Uh, you know, I think I think Professor X. I mean, he's obviously gonna hang back a little bit. I don't think he's not gonna wheel that sucker right into the front front lines of battle here. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna hang back a little bit. He's he's kind of like the you know in medieval medieval uh, fighting. You know, he's kind of like the archers. You know, he, he you you put you put him in the back and you shoot from long range, mm-hmm. and you don't need a whole lot of armor if you're an archer because you're getting from a distance. And that's what Professor X does. And Jean Grey, same thing. But you know, so two of them together. If you're getting close, you might have a chance, but good luck with that. I like the, I like the idea of that, of like having someone that can play back a little bit, but still have immediate impact in the battle or even start to attack behind the alliance there. So I wanted someone that could kind of fit that ability out of the gate. And with what you're laying down, I'm going to jump on this right now. I'm going to go with Storm for my next pick. She was pretty Ooh. high in my rankings. I feel like she's undervalued in terms of her power because she has a lot of things she can throw at you. She can throw wind, water, <laughs> All, maybe not earth, but you know, whether it's a tornado, whether it's a thunderstorm. She's got a whole lot of heart too, probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's basically her own Captain Planet team. Um, no, but she can hang she's right back. There. She's and like she three can, fifths of the way. <laughs> yeah, she can throw some nasty weather on Xavier, even if he's set back, keep him at bay or help dictate the um, battle itself and give my guys some advantage in, in the trenches there. So I like just her ability to have a lot of impact, but not have a risk of it be immediately taken out in more of a hand to hand combat with some of these guys. Yeah. I mean, again, you're bringing, you're bringing the sexy, you're bringing the sex appeal there. So you got rogue and storm. Now you got two, you know, two, uh, good looking X-Men, uh, there X, X ladies, X women. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't I don't hate the I hate the choice. I, I, I think, you know, she's probably it right in the spot where she probably should go. I think she, she's not definitely not like a top tier talent in terms of like mm-hmm. what you would think first. But she's definitely right there in the mi- middle rounds. I think I think she's got she's going in the right in the right spot there. Yeah, that's pretty fair value for her. Definitely happy to end up with her for this next one. Now I'm going to start picking these last few spots. I'm like, OK, what does your lineup look like? What are your strengths? How can I start to take them out? 
Because like I said, I feel like for the top few picks, I've at this point, I feel like I'm at an advantage. Uh, I'll, I'll just say it. I'll be I'll be straight with you, Adam. <laughs> I think my uh, top tier going back and forth. I think you having Professor X, it's something I need to account for, something I need to address. So okay. I'm going to bring in someone that is going to be have a singular focus of taking him out. No matter what's in his path, he's not going to let it stop him. He's going to plow right through him. We're going to keep the helmet train running here. Um, this is someone they have some personal beef with Charles Xavier and he's going to be extra motivated to get to the other side of the battle, take him out. And then, all right, who's left? Who else can I go out against? And that's a immediate disadvantage for your team. Once you start taking out some of the people with telekinetics. And plus, I just wanted to say this on the cast because it had to be said, I'm the juggernaut bitch. (laughs) I'm going to lock down the juggernaut here. This is my fifth pick. Open up the fifth round here. And got two more spots beyond this, but I'm like in my core lineup here. I got some super powerful strength guys. I think punch for punch, I'm definitely covered here. And then I got some specialty guys adding in some extra flavor there. So like my core team right now. Yeah, I mean, Juggernaut's always been one of those ones where you like you see his ability and you see his power and his size and strength. And you're you always wonder, like, how how are they going to stop the Juggernaut? Because you can't you can't stop him. You got to take the helmet off. (laughs) It's unstoppable. Yeah. You gotta get, you gotta go for One game plan that this has. That's right. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going straight for the helmet, you know? Sometimes, you know, you, you hear people say you go straight for the throat, but no, you go, you got to go straight for the helmet when it comes for the X Men battles. Helmet, helmet so, rips. McGruber over there. Because <laughs> if that helmet comes off, it's over. Juggernaut, he's, he's just, uh, He'll be laying on the floor for for a few hours. He ain't, he ain't gonna help out a whole lot after that. So he might be uh, something tough to reckon with for a little bit. But I think we can probably handle him between Jean Grey and Professor X. We'll see. I got my control first. This is true. Well, you know, I, again, there's, there's so many choices now. You know, we get now to a point in, in this. <laughs> yeah, and this is where this is where the draft gets tricky because I feel like the top tier talent is definitely been uh, has definitely been thrown out there. You know, we've we've talked about. Probably the, the the top top ten uh, on most people's lists, short list of of, of X Men. Probably hit them all. So uh, you start getting to the, some of the smaller characters, maybe some side characters, some different storylines that maybe you just you were a fan of, you enjoyed. Maybe just maybe a little bit of a wild card. When I think of wild cards, I think of uh, one of my favorite X Men. He doesn't get a whole lot of love. I feel like he deserves his own series, maybe like a franchise uh, film. He had a little piece in, in in one of the movies here. I'm talking about my no. guy Remy LeBeau. Uh, no. You know, uh, it's it, you got to go with Gambit now. here. <laughs> you know, I didn't I didn't think I was gonna have to worry about him going too early. So I'm happy that he felt that he felt to me. He's been one of my all time favorite uh, X Men for for a long time. I know he's one this of your just- favorites too. This is just like you just like this is just a personal attack on me at this point. <laughs> he probably doesn't deserve to be stacked up with some of these people just power wise. Let's be honest. He's an amazing character, but, you know, top tier power He's falling a little bit short. But you're just you're just throwing digs at this point. Just take him on your team just to spite me. Yeah. I mean, you're, uh, you're going to lose, lose like a man. Don't bring this out. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, as a, as a, a poker player, um, you know, <laughs> you're I, the man. I, I've always just uh, had a certain soft spot in my heart for uh, for Gambit. And, uh, you know, just it wouldn't be your first choice of powers. Like if you said, hey, uh, pick a, a power from an X-Men, you wouldn't be like, I like to throw supercharged playing cards that people, you know, have a really cool stick. But uh, it probably wouldn't it probably wouldn't be your top choices there. But, 
you know, again, there's a soft spot there for him. I think that he's got a good little quick wit about him. He's kind of mouthy. He doesn't take a whole lot of crap mm-hmm. from people. So the banter back and forth between maybe him and the juggernauts, maybe even him and Magneto were to get back and back with each other here. That back and forth banter would be pretty good. You know, power wise, you know, he might struggle a little bit against some of your your team, but for the for the heart of the other team, he's just, he's kind of the heart of uh, of the squad over here. So. I feel pretty good taking him where I did. I, don't, I didn't want to let him fall to your team. I know he, he was on your short list. So you're probably eyeing him for the next round. So yeah, he probably would have been like my last pick. Like, all right, I'm going to lock down my guy here. Um, <laughs> I think that, I mean, in the show, he like he does really well against the Sentinels. He could definitely throw down and take out a lot of them with his power. Going mutant to mutant, I don't know. It's only how much damage is energized cards or beat or uh, stick is going to really have an impact when you're going against like apocalypse or magneto or things like that. So the cards are just going to bounce off of them, but if it's one-on-one without apocalypse, it's over. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that that's game over for that card game. So, but I do love him. I mean, I think he's going to bring the, the quick whips, the comedy, yeah. good team morale guy. He's going to keep things light and loose. Yeah. Um, Wolverine, like, they're gonna, the zingers are just going to be coming. They're yeah. just going to be coming. I'm not gonna say anything bad on uh, beyond that because I do love this character. He's he's my personal favorite with Wolverine being one B to one A uh, to, <laughs> to Gambit. Well, I mean, we're we're, we're getting right down to the uh, to the nitty gritty here for this draft, and and uh, like I said, there's some there's some still some good good talent out there, and I think I'm gonna go with this pick here because I feel like she's a good complement to my team, but she's also good way to get into your the team your team's head as well you know you, you picked magneto first and we're talking about love triangles with with uh gene gray and wolverine and uh cyclops there but there's another love triangle there that kind of uh whether it was professional or personal you know whether it kind of sh- how it shifts throughout the timelines and things but between magneto and professor x you had the love interest of one Raven Darkholm, otherwise known as Mystique, probably one of the coolest characters, the, the ability to shapeshift into anybody you wish she wants to be. Very useful in battle, very useful for uh, infiltrating enemy uh, territories. Again, she's also, you know, she's uh, kind of like a little love interest between Professor X and Magneto. She's on my team. You know, maybe she's going to go over there. She gets into Magneto's head. Maybe she, uh, you know, she shapeshifts into some sort of, uh, you know, person that uh you know has a soft spot in magneto's heart maybe she uh she gets him to take the helmet off out of concern i don't know so you know it's it's all about the helmet i think for sure uh so be anybody she wants i mean that's a pretty pretty big advantage there and obviously she's been played by uh in the movies she's been pl- played by some very uh, very attractive uh hollywood starlets so you know you can't can't hate on that she's very very attractive even when she's blue she's, she's good looking so <laughs> did you just smurf yourself I did. Yes. Yeah. Um, Papa Smurf. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, she's very resourceful and a good person to have on the team overall. We're talking about a battle royale. I think you're very much dependent on the setting that's going down on. Like we end up in an empty field and we're facing off, you know, how much of a value is she going to be? How easily is she going to be able to switch into one of the people on my team seamlessly. I think if, you know, if it's coming up in the a storm cloud that that storm's whipping up and then she comes out and she's like, no, no, does the whole like, no, it's me, it's me, don't shoot type of thing. You know, maybe she gets <laughs> some advantages, but how long can that last? Even if it's when the 
more of a crowded scenario with other people around. She may be able to sneak in and, and get, you know, confuse some people. But I think she's someone that could very easily take a lot of damage in a big hit early. And you're not getting as as much of those very convenient breakdowns happening in order to really get her worth. I like her for a late round addition because it's something to consider and something that I have to worry about. But overall, the grand scheme of the battle, I don't know how much damage she's ultimately going to be able to do. Well, I mean, I, 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 I kind of forget because it, it kind of gets muddied a little bit between all the movies and the and the series and things. When she shapes just to a to, to like a mutant, she does, does she get like a little piece of their ability? Like she kind of like she can kind of sort of use her ability to a certain extent. She was like Wolverine at one point. She had the adamantium, and they obviously weren't very strong. They just kind of yeah. get lopped off, but. But I mean, she kind of has like the ability to kind of mimic some some abilities there. So maybe Juggernaut, you know, she mimics Juggernaut. Maybe she can. Uh, I don't think know. it's not the, at that level. And it's not like Rogue where she's like embodying like all their powers and at the equal strength. She can mimic it, replicate it. But I don't think she's coming anywhere close to, like you said, like Wolverine's adamantium claws or even Juggernaut's like just be able to withstand any sort of damage or anything like that. I think. She'd be taking on some quite a bit of damage if she's getting the same type of force thrown at her. Yeah. Okay. Well, a little, little confusion might help. Might help uh, get to those helmets. So that's that's what really that's really the <laughs> yeah. end game here. I think. Yep. I think after this last piece, it's basically like this person's super specific in this type of approach, and as long as I can use them to take out one of your top tier people, that's all that it really matters. So there's definitely that threat that that comes from her. I'll give you that. Let's keep it. The, let's keep the blue train going here. <laughs> uh, I can't let you corner the market on the blue characters from this series. Oh, man. Well, so, there's a couple blue characters left out there that are pretty solid. So I, yeah. I, I'm curious to see which direction we're going here. Uh, I got to lock down Nightcrawler here. I think talking about situational battle strategy that's going to happen where you may have some people that are set back, right? Maybe Professor X is set back in the battle or you have Jean Grey kind of over here doing her own thing and doing her her mind control and she really can't be disturbed too much as she's putting a lot of focus into that. But you have Nightcrawler, he can even take some other people from my team and strategically place them wherever we need on the battle. I think that's a huge value add. Throw someone like the Juggernaut right behind Jean Grey or right behind Professor X. They're gone in two seconds. So <laughs> I like just the flexibility that in terms of the battle lines, who's sitting back, who's sitting forward, ideally try to eliminate that with, with what Nightcrawler can bring. I mean, so you're basically saying you're 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 acing the hole here as a, a giant blue chess player here. He's going to just place the pieces and run away. I mean, that's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and if someone needs to escape, someone needs to back up, you know, maybe you're like one screw away from taking off the juggernaut's helmet. Get him out of there, you know, allow them to re-screw those things back in. <laughs> or maybe we do restock up on some Gorilla Glue. You know, let's all right, let's get these guys back behind the lines. Okay. All right. I like I, I, I can I can go behind that a little bit. I, I, I've always kind of like Nightcrawler, the whole circus circus freak thing. You know, he just, you know, mistreated and everything. I, I think that's a, a pretty, pretty solid pick uh, late in the round here. He, I think he fits in nicely with what you've got going on. Try to get some flexibility here. So this is my last pick here. This is my number seven spot. So we're opening up the seventh Ooh. round here. You got one more pick left. I like I like my core team. Just pure power for the, my core, say one through five. And then I got some, you know, starting to get some flexible picks here. I'm going to bring in someone else who has, a, I think, a unique offering that gives me a distinct advantage in battle that could have a really 
huge impact in the outcome. Let's bring okay. in cable here. Always love cable. Like, uh, talking HDMI or... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 52 <laughs> little... cable light up. Um, <laughs> RCA jacks premium, here. Premium, premium okay, channels. Got a cable. Monster audio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is one. He was always fun in the show. I always had his action figure growing up. And then you got a great portrayal of him from Josh Brolin in Deadpool too. So he's Wild. definitely up there Wild. on my you know favorite character list. But you got somebody who's got time travel power. So maybe you throw something at me. Maybe you have this super creative, clever play, something I do not expect at all. Maybe I get Cable in here to rewind the clocks a little bit. <laughs> Is there some risk for some in-team animosity or fighting with him in Apocalypse? Yes. Yes. Yeah, some, some of their storylines mm-hmm. kind of intertwine mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. bit. But I think he's going to be back there. He's going to be able to shoot his gun and just kind of maybe be a background piece and just hitting damage on it. But if I really need to hit the uh, escape button there, jump back in, maybe replay a few scenarios. And right when you think you have the advantage, it flips to a disadvantage because I know what's coming. I mean, God forbid any, anybody touches that teddy bear of his. It's a, it's, it's like a, like a, like a whole John Wick moment. You know, he just, just got to go off and it's, it's right. It's real. They always put that in the middle of the battle. just as motivation. <laughs> Just like a little teddy bear, like lying, half stuffed, like stuffing coming out of his face. No, <laughs> no, not the teddy bear. <laughs> okay, yeah, time travel. That's a that's certainly a, a, an advantage during battle. I like it. Very tough, tough guy. A lot of cool weaponry and everything there. Again, the Josh Brolin thing was really crazy to me because you know we're kind of getting into this this uh, connected Marvel universe now. Because before before um, we had all the Avengers stuff, the X Men stood alone. You know, they kind of you know led the way in a sense for a, a lot of the superhero you know fandom that we that we have nowadays. You know, a lot of that stuff. You know, X Men, the original X Men cartoons and movies and things. They're the real leaders here for all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited about this connected universe now because, you know, you're starting to get all these like, you know, little pieces to come together. You, you know what you want to see? You, you want to see these Deadpool and, and uh, Iron Man crossovers, all these different crazy um, pieces to put together. So the, it's always funny to me when they when they double cast people like Josh Brolin, Cable and then Thanos. So like, you know, they're in the same universe, but, you know, they're. You know, different kind of franchises that may cross paths at some point there. Or like when you get Captain America, Chris Evans also playing, you know, Johnny Fantastic Blaze yeah. and Fantastic Four. So, I mean, it's, it's crazy how they, they, they do that. And then obviously you get Spider-Man stuff where it's a dozen Spider-Man, you know, people playing Spider-Man. So we're hopefully going to get some of that in the uh, connected Marvel Spider-Man universe stuff there. So that's that's all exciting stuff. So one of the crossovers that I, I, I thought of here for this one is uh, one that's, that's been out recently. It's one I was on the fence about, uh, but it's it's won me over a little bit. We're talking about some WandaVision on Disney+. Plus. Someone came knocking on the door there. Spoiler alert. It's Quicksilver. And I'm going to go with Quicksilver for my last my last pick there to round out the team. And See, uh, yeah, All right. That, this, all right. I have respect for that one. It's a little <laughs> bit of a hybrid, hybrid pick, right? Because it's, in my head, I default those as Avengers. And... But they're technically the son and daughter of Magneto. So they're they're kind of those like hybrid players there. And now I'm kind of kicking myself for not picking Scarlet Scarlet Witch because she also shows up. That's right. <laughs> so, That's but a right. huge, huge power ad. Yeah. The I want Magneto to match your batch of crazy of Dark Phoenix with my Scarlet <laughs> or Scarlet Witch 
WandaVision. <laughs> yeah, that would be a that would be a crazy, crazy fight between those two ladies. I mean, right. that would be pretty epic. I don't even know. I don't even know who would win that one. It, it would probably <laughs> the, the half the city would be, be blown up before they determined who was going to win that one. But Quicksilver, I like him. He's cool. In my head, you you think of the Avengers one. I think of X Men one with with uh, Evan Peters when I, when I first think of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, then again, the cross, crossing over now into into the WandaVision universe with Evan Peters. This is all exciting stuff. But he's fast, man. He's so fast and. You want to talk about uh, helmet strategy? Fastest kid alive. Uh, <laughs> I mean, how can you defend a helmet when you can't even see the guy coming? I mean, you you you, you, oh, you no. blink and you blink and it just he's grabbing that helmet. And he's already ran back across the battlefield. Your helmet's gone. You don't even really what, what just happened. Oh, Quicksilver. Yeah. Okay. So you know, you need, you ace in the hole there. You needed that pick. <laughs> I think it was just like a bloodbath before that. Your team is just getting taken out left and right. I mean, you take off some yeah, of my helmets. Helps counter, <laughs> definitely helps counteract the uh, the Nightcrawler pick too. You know, yeah. the chess pieces. He could grab, he grab somebody, pull them out of danger. He could grab somebody, put them into a spot to you know to wreck some house there. I think it's a, a good counteract to, uh, to to Nightcrawler. So, I think that's a really fun micro battle within the whole lineup here because you got Nightcrawler. Maybe he's his ability to jump all around. Maybe he's able to get out ahead of Quicksilver and some scenarios like who's who's ahead of who, you know, like is Nightcrawler able to jump right ahead to Quicksilver and, you know, throw him off balance or something, or is Quicksilver able to go immediately where Nightcrawler is landing? And then I think it would be really interesting to see that play out with a direct matchup. Yeah. I mean, when you see Quicksilver, my, one of my favorite things about Quicksilver is whenever they go into those little moments where time slows down and he's just like casually walking through and mm-hmm. like placing things and moving things. I feel like that kind of would be how he would counteract with uh, Nightcrawler, you know, because maybe Nightcrawler starts to jump, but he's kind of moving slow. And then all of a sudden he looks over and then he's starting to appear over here. So he's going to just kind of get over there and just maybe throw a punch <laughs> and, uh, and just he'll have a fist ready to go as that face pops through, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think you have it gave you at least a fighting chance with that pick. Okay. That's something for the fans to to enjoy. Because I, I was I was wor- I was honestly gonna just take cancel on this cast and throw in the towel for you. I was that worried, but <laughs> um, it, it's something. It's interesting talking points. Because now, okay, you know, if you get maybe one of my guys taken out with mind control, then you know maybe you're able to keep Magneto at bay. What damage can Wolverine do? So it opens it up a little bit for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think honestly, as, as powerful as Apocalypse is, I think Magneto might be the one, the one to watch in that situation. Because like, again, you gotta, you gotta get that helmet off and you gotta get, you gotta get at him. And, uh, you know, he, he's, he's got the, he's got the, you know, the, the feelings for Mystique over there. And now he's got Quicksilver coming at him. I mean, that's just, there's a whole lot of, uh, you know, personal, you know, love interest and, and feelings there involved too now. So it's not just, not just fighting, uh, you know, an enemy that's that's popped up to, to stop you. It's it's personal now. Yeah, I'm trying to think specifically to the interactions with Mystique and Magneto within the animated series itself, because obviously it's explored at length in the first class parts of the films and that timeline. But right, I know she she shows up a few times in a few different ways, and I know there, you have the connection with Nightcrawler. So I'm trying to think specifically, but I may have to go back and revisit some of those episodes for my battle prep. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we still, I mean I'm not gonna lie. Now, now that, that the squads are rounded out here, we've got we've got our, our, our full full list here. There's definitely some names that we could have uh, thrown out there. Again, your first thought was Scarlet Witch. Maybe should maybe should have thrown her in there. I mean, you got Beast. Nobody yeah. nobody put Beast on a team. 
fire and ice guys, you know, that, that are that are in there. I'm surprised you didn't want to pick Jubilee. <laughs> Jubilee? No. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just the name itself. I mean, just the, for some reason, the name Jubilee just doesn't really strike fear into the heart of anybody. I don't yeah. think. I feel like I'm going to get like a like an ice cream sundae at Dairy Queen or something. When like, hey, hey, Jubilee, come on over here. Yeah. Put some sprinkles on her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could. Um, yeah. But I think Beast is a good one. Uh, you had Morph was kind of a big part early on in the series that has kind of a similar answer to Mystique for what you're throwing out. Bishop, you could look at. He doesn't have as much powers to him, but just from like more of a time travel standpoint, be able to leverage some of those. So definitely right. some some interesting ones you could throw in there. And I'm sure there's a lot more villains that we could have tapped into on that side. But we definitely got some big names in here, some some big players. And I think some interesting strategic picks, too, towards the end, which I always love to see. Yeah, that's where, you know, they say the, the drafts are, are won and lost in the, in the trenches there. So yeah. you, gotta, you gotta you can start a draft real nice with those first couple of picks, but if you don't finish strong, it's over. And I think that your last pick made it interesting, but I think it was still over before you even began. Uh, but just look at my <laughs> roster here. We got Magneto as my first pick. Then we got Apocalypse, just pure power. We got Rogue. I can take out any of your powers. Even if she gets a hand on Quicksilver, he's Dunskis. Uh, <laughs> Storm's kind of just throwing off all your visibility or maybe throwing in some strategic lightning strikes or tornadoes or snowstorms on any of your guys. Maybe give him some cold, some cold. So you don't want that. The Juggernaut, he's going to go right at Professor X. Take him out of the game early. Nightcrawler's <laughs> bouncing all around. We'll see how he handles Quicksilver. But maybe Quicksilver's jumping in front of where Nightcrawler is. Cable jumps back in time and then Cable's sitting right there where Quicksilver's trying to go because when Nightcrawler's there, we don't know. Maybe I'm ahead of where you're ahead of. So we'll see how it plays out, but I'm loving my team top to bottom. I think I got a lot of overall strength and a lot of kind of X factors, X factors and wild X. cards I can throw at you. Yeah. Yeah. X gonna, X gonna give it to you. Uh, so... <laughs> We couldn't end you this know. without a DMX live drop. <laughs> That's right. You have, you have to. <laughs> uh, you know, my, my squad isn't, isn't one to be sneezed at either. You know, I think you gotta you gotta respect the the power of the diversity that we have here. Again, like like uh, like I said, I, I think I've got you know at least at least one counter to every you got you got up there. You know, you got Wolverine my, as my first overall pick. You know, you got the the sheer power and strength of Jean Grey, you know, be the Dark Phoenix side. Uh, you know, then then you go back to Professor X. You got two psychic psychic powers there that just kind of really can, you know, manipulate people and then and control control the battle that way. I throw in Cyclops in there for some just straight up laser beam action. Uh, you know, you can't you can't uh, go wrong there. Remember the bow gambit. <laughs> I mean, Reverend LeBeau, you know, the gambit pick, you know, might be where you know I, I lose a little traction, I lose a little ground because he might be good for a few things, but it might be tough to to, to squeeze him in there. But then you know you've got um, Mystique and uh, Quicksilver, which again I, I feel like Quicksilver is like. Like Dark Horse uh, out of everybody, because I feel like whose ability could really stop Quicksilver when he's that fast? Like he could probably do a ton of things that you hadn't even really thought about before you even really like get a chance to blink. He's gone and he's already setting up the next trap or trick or way to, to take somebody out or save somebody. He's pretty maybe, quick. So I mean, <laughs> maybe Storm throws him in a little tornado. Ooh, okay, all right. A little hard yeah, to I run mean, in those. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for everybody to match up. I think with like just Ice, one Ice Man person. would probably be good against him. He'd probably find some way to just freeze him. Yeah, that's true. So, 
Uh, again, I, I, I think maybe this is a little more easily matched than you're, than you're giving credit to, but, uh, either way, either way, it's, it's, these are both two solid teams that I, w- I wouldn't want to mess with if I was either one. I'll allow the fans to continue the conversation, uh, on the potential <laughs> on it. Could Dez's team actually win? But I think you lose, you had to have a dead spot with Cyclops, Remy, and Raven. I think that that's got a, that's a few picks where you're not getting a lot of huge power add, but, you know, Quicksilver is going to be something that I need to address. We got to go back. We got to make a game plan. We got to just focus on the battle. Huge value. Last round pick right yeah, there. I mean, yeah. that's, that's. Because it changes the conversation. Okay, if you made it fourth <laughs> pick, then I would just be able to focus and tear down your next few picks there. But this is where we're ending on. It was the last pick. So, yeah. Yeah. Go through that wrench right in there. He had no idea it was coming. <laughs> right. All right. This was a fun one. I'm going to go back and watch a few more episodes of the animated series just because this just got me right in the mood there arguably the best versions of some of these characters. So yeah, always fun to watch that. Just wrapped up the apocalypse series crushing up Disney plus. So going through those, but this got me right in the mood. So loving that. This was a fun one. I thank you and appreciate the additional win that you gave me for my standings. (laughs) And I will see you on the next one. It was a valiant effort on your part. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) right, And that should do it. All right. One. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.